and welcome to the We Out Here Pro Vibing Podcast. It's your boy, Zach. And it's your boy, Nat. It's so good to have you here. If you've never been before on this podcast, we like to open up the discussion on conversations we really feel should be spoken about a little bit more. And in doing so, we kind of want to unpack the heart of Jesus and how Jesus can transform um, how we view any of these topics or points of discussion. Amen to that, my G. Um, and before, as always, we have to do our weekly song, vibey song of the week. And also, we're planning on um, making some uh, playlists for you on Spotify. Have to get around to that, but also just, you know, to make it easier for you guys to come back and remember what songs that we've said. But Zach, go on, kick it off for this week. Mm, so, my vibey song for this week is, it's by a group called Bridge Music. Um and a song called this is your love uh it's just a super the beat is so sick it's so it's such a like it makes you just want to dance to it um yes real vibey go check it out i would recommend what I about you my guy to that i've just heard it hey. whilst we were planning and it is a bop um but no my vibey song of the week uh is called simple gospel by united pursuit um and my housemate glow introduces to me um quite recently but it's been on repeat it's one of those um yeah i think it's quite old but you know recently it's just come back and it's actually such a tune and the lyrics are pretty vibey so yeah go check it out oh that's so good yeah go check out that song shout out to that and shout out to glow as well what a woman absolutely but yeah so this week uh speaking of topics that we feel need to be talked about and stuff this week basically we would think about talking um about drinking partying uh you know vibing out going out that all that kind of all that stuff all that jazz um just because i think this is something that zach and i have definitely journeyed through and are continuing to journey through it's something that um is integrated within especially uk universities um cardiff being quite you know big on on their party i can definitely testify to that but yeah we just thought we would just talk about it because um, I feel like that it goes quite deep, this topic, you know? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, like both of us can say, like, we're not uh, talking about this from a perspective of being like having it all sorted out, like knowing exactly, <laughs> uh, we, like, we, yes. we don't say what is right or wrong, but we want to, again, kind of as, as I mentioned before, we want to open up that discussion. Uh, and talk yeah. about bits about it that maybe aren't spoken about it every day. Um, to kind of get both sides of it and where kind of in the Christian faith, like where where does that play into all of this? Um, yeah, because while um, we don't get it right every time, we're like we're constantly trying to better ourselves in, in this aspect of life, as in many other aspects of life as well. Um, so, yeah, we kind of want to take you on a journey into our minds of our thoughts. Um Green. And yeah, if you've got any any thoughts or opinions about it as well, like um, we'd love to know. So hit us up. Um, but just before we jump into it fully, um, I just thought I've got I've got some fun questions that I thought we, we want to ask. Because um, it's season two, and some of our viewers may not have even gone gone back way to the beginning or not know us at all. So 100%. I've just got a couple of random questions. I thought I just saw these questions in like a pack of cards. You know, those like deep and meaningful questions. Yes. Just question cards um and i thought i just hit you up with some and we can both give a good answer so i'm gonna put you on the spot now and then but i also haven't thought about the answers myself so go on right back to me (laughs) first one 
What is the best compliment you've ever received? Wow, best compliment. Wow. You know what? Best compliment is someone probably saying to me, let's meet up for a coffee. That, in a way, is the best compliment because I was like, oh, you want to spend time with me? You know, that kind of thing. So I would say that's the best compliment I've received. How about you, bro? Yeah, that's good. It's like a not compliment, but it is actually a compliment. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, I think someone told me I was was really um, inclusive. That's not really Mm. a word, but like good at including people in a conversation. That's good. And I think that's something that I would love, like... I would love to to be included by people in conversation sometimes. So, like, I don't know, I, I got told that. I was doing that, and I was like, oh, that's really nice. Um, and very true one. about Okay, you, okay I got... Hey, stop it, you. That's cute, that is. Um, all right, tell me something about you that I might not know. Oh, that's really <laughs> hard, actually. Because, as you might know, Zach, yep. Zach, I think you know quite a lot about me, but something that you don't know about me... There is one story, um, it's a bit of an L from me, but basically, it was on my birthday, the 6th of June, for anyone who wants to know, but I think it was when I was 14, um, I was running to lunch, because that boy's called you run to lunch, that's what you do, um, and then I basically tried to do some parkour, and I landed on my neck, so I ended up uh, getting the ambulance, well, the school nurse did, and I ended up being pulled on a stretcher throughout the dining room like at, at lunchtime so the whole school basically saw me on a stretcher on my birthday when I was 14 I don't think you know that about me so there we go <laughs> lol how about that you? is an L if ever I heard it yes <laughs> how about you that's good uh my fact that you might not know about me is um I have stayed at the house of an Indian drug lord um, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Some context, because I feel I feel like context is needed. When yes. I um, when I left school, I had a year out and I went travelling for a bit. Um, and quite rogue of me, I decided on my way to Australia, I had like a spare week, and I was like, I really want to go to India because I've heard the food's great. Oh, I know the food's great, but I've heard it's even even better in India. Um, and it's just some some place I've always wanted to go. You know, it's completely different from anything I'd ever experienced um mm-hmm. so I went to India with without a working phone for a week um and but I stayed at so I have a friend from home from Bath who is Indian of Indian descent and it was his cousin's friend in <laughs> India right um was one of the housemates in this house so they said I could stay out for free so it worked out really nicely but one of them who I stayed with for a week and I, I was like I'm getting to know him he's a really really nice guy on the last day, he um, he pulls out some substances, let's say, and um, says, do you, know, do you know what this is? Uh, and I said, I do know what that is, which was interesting. And then he said, oh, um, do you know who Pablo Escobar is? And I said, I do know who that is. And he said, oh, over here, they call me the um, Pablo Escobar of Bangalore. So that is how I fa- found out about that. Um, he was a lovely wow. guy though, and it's probably oh. better that I didn't realise that on the first day I met him. But, um, and then I carried on my trip to Australia, and um, oh my goodness, <laughs> oh my goodness, wow, yeah, wow, wow. What do you wish you had more time for? 
Oh, that's a good one. What do I wish I had more time for? Oh. You know what? Probably to... Because I think just, you know, uni life, you know, either it's placement or exams and stuff. So I think... I wish I had more time to... Um, I've never properly volunteered, you know? Like, I think a big thing that we talk about on the podcast as well is just, like, um, either helping um, asylum seekers or refugees or even, like, homeless shelters and stuff. And I think I think it's, you know, a bad excuse to say I didn't have the time. I think if I really wanted to, I could have, but I just wish that um, in my circumstance I could have a bit more time to maybe do that without, you know, placement or stuff like that. So I think, yeah, that's probably what i'm thinking at the moment you know mm. oh yeah that's good that's so good i don't know what hmm i wish i uh oh that's tough to be honest it's really boring but like i just wish i had more time to like read more books i just like i my progress is so slow through the couple of books that i've got open at the moment and i don't read that much like and, like, it's taking me, like, months to get through. And I, I've got, like, some good ones lined up that I'm, like, if I had a week off, like, a week on holiday where I just sat by a pool and just, just read all day, mm. that would be nice, you know? Mm. I wish I had a bit more time to just, like, get lost in books. Source. Um, that's me, source. you know? I'm a, I'm a fun guy. I want to read more <laughs> books. <laughs> I wrote that, though. That's wholesome vibes. But, you know, mm. you st- your story about your... Um, cousin's friend the Pablo Escobar of Bangalore I think is a good segue actually into what we're talking about speaking of drugs um so yeah we just want to get into kind of the implications that drinking and partying has in uni culture and I think it's just you know good to just maybe start off with a couple of stats um this is all taken from just his website you know unihealthuk.com um and some stats from the National Union of Students. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, 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 I was quite surprised to, to read some stuff on here just about, a, a, you know, a huge number. So 76% of students um, see that there is some sort of expectation for students to drink. Um, so that's the first one. And around 80% of students agree that drinking is a huge part of uni culture and quite an integral part of uni culture. Um, and this is quite shocking, you know, obviously, um, the validity, I'm not quite sure, but, um, 70% of students say, um, say that they drink to fit in with their peers. Um, so yeah, that's sort of like kind of, um, the reality or what, you know, drinking does, you know, or is in uni culture. Um, and as we said, this is something that we're continuously, um, thinking about, um, as Christians, uh, so I guess that's why we wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's mad how synonymous um, drinking and uni is. Like, mm-hmm. like some, <laughs> so, like, I even like being on placement. Like the the th- when I chat to real life phases and like real life adults, you know. Yeah. They just assume like that. It's assumed that like what you're doing on the weekend is like getting plastered. Like it's like a. <laughs> It's it's just like that's it's a like there's nothing about it like that's kind of to be expected. I remember, yeah. I remember coming to uni and like, meeting my new flatmate and it was like, what do we do to get to know each other? 
I don't know. There's many options when you think about it, but there was only one real option, let's be honest. Like, True. <laughs> like it could have been so nice to have a dinner party, cook for each other together. There's so many or like other things that you could do to get to know someone, but the, the, the uni expectation that everyone has in the back of their mind is like, oh, let's drink. And that's like, it's hard because, you know, on the one side, um, there's no denying it's fun and when like especially yeah. when it's done well as well like you can really enjoy hanging out with people it's really sociable um and it is fun mm. but there's obviously like the the downside of it as well well the, the, there's more than one downside isn't there mm. um yeah and i know what you mean I, I and i also think just to caveat what we what we've said i think don't get us wrong there are, are a lot of people a lot of our friends a lot of people who don't who you know don't drink they um, do do more like wholesome things and they do um, other things with their time and we completely get that and also the um, Office for National S- Statistics in 2017 actually said that our generations, Generation Z or Z or whatever, um, are actually less likely to drink than any other age group um, which I think shows exactly, it, it shows like an inclination to a society and a generation where people are turning away and I think the big question mark there is oh why is that happening you know because it's such a crucial part of society that um this new generation that we're in at the moment are actually turning away from it so I think just to you know um talk about what it says in the bible because I think let's be honest when you think about Christian people um a lot of the time you know people might be in different stages in their faith but a common theme is that people drink less, you know? Once you're a Christian, that's like the classic um, thing that you see. And we just wanted to talk about maybe why, because, uh, you know, if you don't know, there's there can be a stigma around the fact that Christians don't drink. But just to talk about why I think is important. So just turn to the Bible, I think the main verse that um, we thought about was 1 Peter, um, which is in the New Testament. And chapter 8, verse 9 basically says... Be alert and of sober mind. Um, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And verse 9 just says, resist him, standing firm in the faith. Okay, um, so I think that's the main one that we um, read up on. Um, just saying, you know, be sober of mind. Um, but yeah, is that what do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. It's um, Yeah, you're right. A lot of... Um kind of perceptions of christians but also a lot of christians like there's a reason that's a kind of perception is that they don't drink or they don't (laughs) have fun and party and that um which isn't necessarily where we're both at and we'll kind of get a bit more into that um but i think what this verse is kind of saying um it's kind it's not like an absolute you can't drink alcohol do you know what i mean it's not like a rule you can't drink alcohol that's not it's not what it's saying in the bible it's not the meaning behind what it's getting at it's more um keep that alert mind the kind of sober you can be taken literally like not adult but it's kind of the are you in control of your thoughts and your actions which you can to an extent you can drink and you can still be very much in control obviously the more you drink the like and depending on who you are you know it's different for people but I, like i know for me um i i enjoy beer <laughs> i like beer <laughs> like i enjoy alcohol and, not I'm not ashamed to say that at all. Beer is beer is great, it is. Um, <laughs> and I can really really enjoy hanging out, 
back you know back in the day in the pub maybe not anymore but like around the dinner table with with some friends having a couple of beers playing a bit um playing a game of cards or something it's a really enjoyable way to spend my evening and i absolutely i know in, in myself i'm like i i know how to enjoy myself with that and not go out of control which isn't the same for everyone yeah. i know that like and it's definitely <laughs> sounds bad but i figured it out through trial and error and through getting it wrong where i very much know what's what i'm okay with and what i'm not you know yeah <laughs> found out by making tons of mistakes in the past which maybe i don't have a good not sure not sure but um <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, and this verse, I, I kind of like, and I know it's not like, this. it means this for me and it means this for me, but how I perceive it, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is to, it's, you're like, you're representing Jesus well if you're very much in control of your minds and your thoughts. The more alcohol mm. you drink, you know, you lose those inhibitions, that kind of sense of control. So it's not saying don't, yeah. it's just saying, like, make sure you're still in control. Because um, it's yeah. not how many drinks can I get away with? You know, I used to be like, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm going <laughs> to... I used to literally make up rules like, I'm only going to have five beers. Like, only five is not... Do you know what I mean? That's like... I don't even, like, I don't even know why I thought that that was like a responsible thing to do or something like that. Um, it's more like yeah. instead asking the question, how can I honour God in this situation? Because I, I... You know, when you look at Jesus in the Bible... Uh, when you look back through it, he didn't, he didn't avoid the parties. Um, he just held himself and navigated himself through that very well. Do you know what I mean? He didn't. Uh, his response to it wasn't, "I'm gonna not socialize with these people and I'm gonna, like, separate myself from the party goes." He literally, he spent his time with the people that loved to party. Um, mm. You know that that was his heart, but he obviously had the self control and the like wisdom of how to act well in that situation yeah exactly what do you think about that that's so true um yeah i really really agree with that i think um absolutely i think the important thing to distinguish between is we're not we don't believe that drinking itself is a sin um because i think basically in another book in the new testament um, it's called 1 Corinthians in chapter 10. Um, it says this really good bit, actually, in verse 23. It just says, quote, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So it says that. And just thinking about that, we kind of can think that um, drinking is like a personal thing and that it's a personal um journey that doesn't really affect anyone else but i i do think the more i've you know struggled with it i've thought about it is that alcohol tends to lead to sometimes making some decisions that you normally wouldn't that most of the time does affect people around you you know um so i think that's the main thing like obviously there's that obvious point that jesus turned water into wine wine um and alcohol is is integral in society and that's not a bad thing it's just that as one corinthians says not everything when done in a way that's not wise is good and especially when it affects people around you i think that's that's the main thing and the main theme i think that runs throughout um we've talked about it and touched on it before but it's just to love those around us and um ephesians chapter five um it just says 
do you not get drunk on wine? So just, you know, highlighting the fact that it says drunk on wine, um, which leads to debauchery. Um, instead, be filled with the spirit. So the word debauchery, I think I'm saying it right. But anyway, um, it basically the Oxford definition is excessive indulgence in sex, alcohol or drugs. Um, and again, the term excessive, you know, um, in that in that context just shows that when it's done, um, again, without wisdom, it can really have an impact on the people around us because um, it's those decisions, it's those rash things that we do um, that we associate with drinking that I think that that's where the issue is. It's all about heart posture. It's all about like, I know in myself in the past that when I'm either stressed out when I don't want to think about a certain pressing matter in my life, the first thing that I turned to was drink. Um, and I think that's, you know, a, quite a common thing at uni. It's like, I think people underplay it as, oh, I'm stressed, so that's a stress reliever. But I think we all know, like, the statistics about using alcohol in that way can lead to kind of negative mental health impacts as well. Um, but as Zach was saying, like, God made alcohol, you know, like <laughs> God um, made made it. And it's just like, he doesn't want us not to have fun. Like we, we definitely believe like we've talked about church hurt as well, but church and like Jesus, these are the most exciting things that we think exist on the earth. Like it's not that we're stopping something fun for God. It's like we're stopping something that isn't as fun as what God can provide for us. So I think... It's just thinking about it like that. Because um, I definitely, just, you know, before I think I really came back to my relationship with Jesus, I, I just always saw people who don't drink as, oh, they're missing out, you know? Um, mm. Which is fair enough, like, at the stage of my life, like, I can empathise with Nat two years ago, you know? Definitely. But the more I've, like, just thought about it, read about it, um, and the way that it's impacted me personally over the years, I just think, like, that's definitely not the case. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. No, that's so true. I love that. Um, yeah, it's a really it's a really tough one because while we talk about it, especially at uni being, like, a culture, cultural thing, but I don't know about you, Nat, but for me it started way younger than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. since... Oh, I don't even know, maybe year 10 or so, and I know it's earlier for people as well, you know, it's late for some. Um, that was, like, before I knew what was good for me, I knew that was fun and exciting, and I, like, do you know what I mean? And it it's like the, like, it, you're right, and when you say it, it makes you so susceptible to making bad decisions. Like, mm. I've made so many bad decisions, because that leads, like, because alcohol does make you more, you know, it takes away those kind of, inhibitions those natural warnings this might like might not be good for you you, you know your body's natural way of saying that to you um yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one yeah um and and actually as christians the answer is not necessarily don't drink but it's it's about conducting yourself in a manner where you know what's good for you and you know what's bad for you um mm. we always say on this podcast like we love um parameters and boundaries because actually with within them when you come to terms with them you can experience greater freedom mm. do you know what I mean like when you because we know God's given us boundaries because they're good for us because they protect us do you know what I mean it, that kind of changes the game rather than you're missing out 100%, um yeah. which is a tough one but yeah just kind of like to go um 
kind of like onwards now. So rather than Zach and Nat two years ago, which may have been a bit of a different story to us now, how can we uh, love our friends and our people that we share life with mm. in contexts where people are drinking and people are getting um, getting a bit hammered? Yeah. How can we act within that? Because we know the answer is not to avoid it. How can we glorify yeah. God within it? I definitely think, um, being honest with myself, that a big um, stem of why I drank personally was um, a sense of belonging. Um, and I think that is quite common for a lot of people, that sense of community and belonging, in, especially in a place where you are in halls, like you're with people who you necessarily like, you didn't choose to be with those people, you know. Um, the university just puts you in a group and as you said, the main thing that people turn to is drinking. That That is just a fact, you know. And I think, especially in the, those first like few terms or the first year, it's so hard to find kind of, you know, quote, your people, you know, um, the people that might not want to drink. And as you said, Zach, as well, like, it's enjoyable. Like, I enjoyed it 100%. I don't deny that. But when I've really examined my own heart, I really saw that it was definitely for a sense of belonging. It was a sense of acceptance, definitely. And I think that hunger for community can drive us to do things that we normally wouldn't. Um, and I do think, you know, it was it was quite superficial. It was in a way of, you know, getting love from others by what I was doing, not who I was, which is a big thing mm. that I think has changed over the few years, you know, finding the people or like... Um, being like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, I don't need to drink, being authentic, you know, because um, I, I, do, I, I do think it is something that everyone struggles with in other ways, it might not be alcohol, it might be something so small to, you know, the music you listen to, or just trying to fit in, which is what all teenagers, all young adults want to do, you know, so I just, just think, like, absolutely, I think in the future, it's just about being self-aware, I think, for me, um, can't really speak about for any other people because it's as you said it's a journey that everyone's going on you know some people can enjoy a drink and that's that's it there's nothing deeper than that and then some people are quite dependent you know so there's a big big range but for me I would definitely say self-awareness in a way of oh like why why am I getting drunk a bit more you know like why do I find myself drinking more or um, just constantly asking myself that question because I think once you have the mindset of, oh, it's okay to get drunk, then you never ask those questions and you could find yeah. your place in a, you know, could find yourself in a place where you suddenly realise when things might be getting in a direction that you don't want them to, if you, if you know what I mean. Bro, that's so good. Yeah, it's, it's addressing the motives behind why we do what we do. And I think you're right, when you don't question it, you just become... A, like a sheep don't you you just flock to mm. like I've done it I've done it for 19 years of my life before I kind of addressed it for once and it's so you know and it's it's so <laughs> visible all around like you just see it don't you um yeah you're right because I I had some dodgy motivations to drink do you know what I mean not dodgy but like they were just questionable you know it mm. was that wanting to fit in it was that warning to seem cool, to be accepted by the people around me. It was that warning, like, seeking off that, like, thrill of just, like, like, 
people enjoy being drunk a little, a little bit out of control a little bit like it's exciting especially when it's exciting it's new and you're doing it with people do you know what I mean yeah but actually like if we're doing it for that reason of acceptance then like maybe we're not acknowledging that we're not that's not going to fulfill us and we're only going to yeah. find that fulfillment in Jesus and once we do that changes everything that changes the way that we can look at drinking and enjoying ourselves but we can do it in a better way um 100% which yeah cuz i i think since i don't know about you but since really going on a walk with jesus it's made me consider a lot more what i'm drinking and what context i'm drinking mm. it's not stopped me wanting to drink or have a good good time but it's made me very like careful in a good way like yeah so if i do it i know i'm going to be in a safe context but like do you know what i mean like yeah it's um yeah whereas i i look you you know two years ago now two years ago me um <laughs> there were some very like different motives driving it behind you know um peer pressure was definitely one of them that's like a big big thing at uni isn't it yeah yeah definitely and i yeah that's so true um and i guess the biggest two questions that we you know think should be thinking and also says in the bible is number one love god and then number two love others and i think that is obviously you know quite vague quite wishy-washy but also just like that self-awareness of whatever we're doing whether that is you know alcohol drugs sex whatever it is um if that is firstly loving god and secondly loving others you know like it's just constantly coming back to that and yeah i find i think god has been speaking to me a lot in the sense of like um love yourself no love others as you love yourself and i just think that's constantly coming back and i think you've probably heard it for those listening but the classic like typical <laughs> christian message which is your body is a temple of the holy spirit you know i think i think it is important to come to that quite obvious yet so profound passage that like Absolutely. we believe that jesus is living you know in us through the holy spirit and it's like are we honouring ourselves when we lose control like that? And I think, you know, perfectly honestly speaking, I thought it was okay. I genuinely thought. And I, you know, at the moment I'm not, I don't think I'm in a place of being like, you know, that's not okay, you shouldn't be doing that. But just in like a gent- gently encouraging way, I just think um, for me, I just, that definitely wasn't the case, you know, um, that I wasn't honouring myself the best way. Um, so I just definitely. think just keeping keeping that in mind is you know quite important um Mm. definitely that's so good yeah it's such like a cliche but good for a reason (laughs) that like your body is a temple but that being said even amongst secular societies so like non-christians or people of any other faith or no belief at all there's another one which is like look after number one like Mm. take care of yourself that your body and that so i think that's becoming much more of a thing where look after (laughs) your body like what's like whether that's eating well, being being healthy in every sense of the word, drinking excessive amounts is straight up not looking after yourself. Like mm. it can be fun, but at what expense? And I think that regardless of a spiritual perspective, it's not good for you. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like it come it comes at a cost. It's it's it is good fun, but it comes at a cost. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the obvious like the initial cost obviously is like a hangover. I don't know like. I've a couple of bad, bad, bad hangovers in my life. Like I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Um, but you're right. And in terms of the, um, it just also like that long term cost is that it 
feeds into that wanting to be seeking things that can't be obtained. Do you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't drinking enough doesn't make you be what you're seeking after. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't mm-hmm. make you whole. Um, and when when that goes down to kind of that, as we kind of mentioned, that identity, uh, kind of grappling with that identity, like is that out of like an insecurity? Is that out of wanting to wanting to belong? Mm-hmm. Um. Because keep keeping on with with that heavy drinking only contributes to that seeking of that more and and it's it's a like a it's a hollow pursuit isn't it it's it's that, not yeah, gonna fulfill being there done that um <laughs> and I also just think like having a wider perspective definitely helped me you know because I was in such a bubble of uni culture in the UK right. And shout out to my cousins, but I spoke to them about just, you know, um, the mad times I was having and everything. And in Korea, the, the idea of having alcohol without food is, is like non-existent. So alcohol is always had with food. It's always for the taste. It's for like the different flavors, you know, soju is quite um, big in Korea and actually Koreans do drink a lot of it fair enough but there's always that sense of with a meal or with food or stuff like that you know the the idea is the idea of pre's the idea of literally just just drinking those amounts I I was starting to realize just wasn't true like internationally like you know um even in the rest of Europe like we're not even looking that far as to South Korea just in the rest of Europe Binge drinking is known to be something that's big in the UK, you know? <laughs> it's funny how being in uni, like, normalising that r- makes you realise what a bubble you're in. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not... Um, even, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even outside of, of our country, that's not a normal thing, but it's treated as something that is normal. Um, it's been normalised, and it's actually like a alcohol being used in a way different for that it's known to be used by do you know what I mean it's there to be enjoyed but it gets abused um yeah which again like we in like that's another thing that the bible says so many of these things uh foot sex being another example of it like god made that um and he envisioned it to be used in a certain way really responsibly and to be enjoyed um you know alcohol being that too uh there's so many other examples as well like we could go on and on they were made to be enjoyed, you know, in, in moderation, within the parameters that God has set out for them. Um, but they, what we often find is they kind of, those get abused a little bit. Um, and it mm. gets changed slightly from how it was intended to be used. Um, yeah. So it's really like, it's quite it's quite hard to see. And I, like, I've obviously, like, got gone on the right side of that and gone on the wrong side of that as well. Like, I've, I've been like, I've, I've messed up with alcohol sort of thing. But it's we can actually like go to god with that and we can kind of actively try and i I guess use it how god intended us to use it and i like Mm. some people don't drink and kudos to them like that's their decision and we you know we gotta we gotta honor that that's um that's great whatever works for you you know what i mean with that in that regard but also if you if you do drink that's okay um it's kind of about figuring out how to do that as god intended us to do it and the sweet spot for for me yeah for me person like that's not no alcohol that's enjoying it really like a, responsibly i know that sounds so boring but like 
enjoying it in the right context. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Um, and so, you know, I look forward to the day we can kind of go back to a pub. You know, it's locked down right now. Um, mm. Go to a pub with my boy Nat, with with yes. the other dudes, you know, the, the, the guys, and just have a couple of beers and a packet of Chris maybe and some great conversation and catch 100%. up. Like, that is, like, the context of drinking alcohol that, like, I could do, I could, I can't wait for. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm excited for bro. that. I feel like that is a good... I feel like, yeah, that's a really good way to end um, this episode because we do, we do, like, appreciate um, a pint of Guinness or whatever you enjoy, you know? Um, yes, sir. But, yeah, I think the main thing is, you know, I guess we hope you've, um, you know, taken some food for thought from this episode because I just think um, it's stuff that I've been thinking about for quite a long time and Zach's the same, so I just think I hope you have enjoyed and you know thought about some stuff in a different way um but yeah. definitely and we don't want to kind of like you we're not out here to be like this is right this is wrong we just like exactly. we think it's so good that we question why we do what we do are we um are we kind of becoming more and more like jesus which you know is the aim he's the best role model so that's what we that's what we look forward to you know spreading a bit of jesus sauce in our lives word that's a word anyway thanks guys for listening um and yeah as always we hope you have a vibey and very very awesome